MD 062422. There was a council meeting yesterday for the city of Coffs Harbour and, um, well, it opened up with a mayoral minute from our mayor, Paul Amos. The mayoral minute was about the Jetty Foreshores. Now, it's pretty clear now that our mayor, who obviously does, you know, disclaim now that uh, he does have an interest around that area because he lives at the jetty. In fact, he lives up at the top of the hill as you look over the jetty area, which he confirmed to us on our program when I took him to task about that many months ago. Well, the Coffs Harbour Mayor, Paul Amos, raised a mayoral minute yesterday in the council meeting, but discussions he wanted to go behind closed doors to the public. The mayoral minute is in regards to the city of Coffs Harbour, the, the council, doing a land swap with the New South Wales government. Now, two councillors, George Cicado and Tegan Swan, tried to fight the discussion to make sure that it was in the open, that it was transparent, so the public would be able to know what was discussed. Unfortunately, they were outvoted. Councillor Swan also argued that it doesn't align with the Code of Meeting Practices, which is something that the Mayor disputed. Now... While that meeting was happening, I actually sent an email and contacted the City of Coffs Harbour's General Manager, Natalia Cowley, and the media unit as well, via email, literally while the meeting was happening. So they would have seen the email, I know, because the emails pop up before. In the past, I've sent emails to the General Manager and text messages, which he's responded to in those meetings. The reason I got in touch with them was to confirm whether or not what Councillor Swan had said was correct. Now, as you would expect, as of 12 past 7 this morning, I'm yet to get a response from anyone at the council. Also sent a text message this morning to our mayor, inviting him to come down here to the Coffs Coast Wildlife Sanctuary to answer any questions that we may have and that you may have, because I can tell you I've had a heap of them sent to us overnight and on our Facebook page from the community of which he and the councillors represent. Now, this is how the meeting began. Councillor Swan questioning the Code of Meeting Practices before being promptly shut down by the Mayor. Um, In regards to uh, going into confidentiality, it is my understanding that we are not actually to close the meeting and discussion in a whole, except for when the discussion relates specifically to that commercial inconfidence. So if we get to a point in the discussion where we need to discuss figures and commercial incompetence comes into play, that is when we should close the meeting. Um, We have a responsibility to keep it open in public interest until that point. That hasn't been the situation in the past. We've generally closed the the meeting when we're we're well aware that uh, details could come up of a confidential nature. So I don't think that's the case. Question? Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, that may be the case, but my understanding is that we need to operate our council meetings in line with the Code of Meeting Practice. And the Code of Meeting Practice clearly states on page 24 or 23 and 24 um, that we're not to close it except in those situations. If you want to have a look at it, I just don't feel comfortable going against the Code of Meeting Practice. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's not the case, Councillor. We've done that a million times. If, if we... we uh, uh, are aware that this is the possibility and it could happen, we move to confidential immediately if a councillor wishes to do that. Uh, I have pushed us towards that direction. I have a seconder, so we'll continue on. So the voices you hear in that is uh, our Mayor, Paul Amos, shutting down the councillor, Tegan Swan, about the Code of Meeting Practices. Now, the next audio that you'll hear is Councillor George Cicado. Now, he starts to speak before the Mayor 
gives his opinion. First of all, uh, Mr. Mayor, I got a couple of questions on my own. I fully support Councillor Swan, what she's saying. I, I 100% agree. This is a major item and I believe it should so, be discussed. So this is a, a, you speak, is a question or a game? Because uh, I, I uh, need to seek a, a, someone to speak for first. If okay, you speak against. I, I will speak against, yeah. All right. Is the council wishing to speak for? I'll quickly lead discussion and speak, speak for. Um, there is no doubt in this instance that we are in the public environment here. We're looking... Um, to take a strategic bent here. So when we go into discussion on this, we will be floating options over and above what we're seeing in front of us, I'm sure. So at the moment, we've got the situation we are, where we are fulfilling our obligation with regards to transparency in my eyes because uh, the way the motion is worded, it really speaks to the general gist of what's going on here without actually giving a potential competitor the jump on us. I mean, we're obviously wanting to secure this land for the city of Coffs Harbour. If we put ourselves in a position where we can have someone, a competitor, come in knowing what we're, what, what we're proposing and coming in with a, a claim well in excess of this and going to the, uh, the owner of the land, property in New South Wales, we are putting our community in a very vulnerable situation. So we need to speak about this... Um, uh, behind closed doors, and as I say, I believe our, uh, our commitment to transparency is well and truly satisfied by the way this motion has been presented. It's difficult to understand the sentence being strung together there, I think, but uh, that was our, our Mayor. Um, and then Councillor Sicato asked who a competitor would be and gets himself a little bit flustered, I suppose... Thank you, Mr. Mayor. First, a question for you. Um, who do you think a competitor may be? Well, Councillor, I will answer that question. A competitor could be anyone. They could be a, a large uh, a multinational developer. They could be um, uh, anyone who's looking for uh, the blocks of land that we're talking about and finds them appealing and can, um, uh, you know, want to gazump us, if you like. I'm concerned we might get gazumped if we give out too much information. Mr Mayor, just uh, for my own understanding, how can a developer make an offer when the land has not been rezoned yet? Well, they obviously... They, they would make an offer with their current zoning or they would do a deal, councillor, but look... You know, the whole resolution is of a final, of a financial situ uh, financial um, uh, component. So it's confidential. The whole thing is, is finance-centred. So, yeah, question, Councillor. Saved by the question, you could say. He struggled a bit towards the end there, I think, to answer the question. That's our Mayor, Paul Amos, who, look, it only appears to me and uh, to a lot of the emails that we've had over the last probably, what, 12 hours or so, that uh, everyone's in the same, like, they have the same feeling, and that's that we've got a, a mayor of this city who is just there to block any kind of progression of our city. I mean, we had the thing a while back talking about with the bypass when it goes by and how do we make our city better. Well, I can tell you two ways you can make it better, Mayor. One would be to clean up the highway and make it look attractive as you come in. Have a look at the England's Road roundabout. Have a look at those and, and stop... You know, trying to make the excuses, like the council often does, to say that, oh, yes, but it's up to transport for New South Wales. 
Yeah, but you guys get paid to do that maintenance work. Now, I'll confirm that a little bit later on when I speak to our state member, Gurmesh Singh, but I'm pretty sure that is the case when it comes to, you know, the maintenance of our, high, uh, our roads through town. So that would be the first thing I'd be doing. The second thing I'd be doing is actually getting progress down at the jetty rather than blocking progress. Now, the Merrill Minute that went up was basically to say that two blocks of land in the CBD will be swapped as well as money. Now, I'm hearing figures around six, eight, ten million dollars. And that's apparently going to come from the airport lease money if the, the notice, if the Merrill Minute's correct. And it's to swap for the land down at the Jetty Foreshores. And not just talking about the, le- the, the area where the illegal camping is. We're talking that entire strip of land adjacent to Jordan Esplanade. Now, so you know, if you go up onto the Triple M Facebook page, you'll be able to see the maps that we've put up there yesterday afternoon of the two areas. And I'm talking about the area of the Jetty land that they want to get for the land they're wanting to give, which is two blocks, 41 and 38, Gordon street in the cbd now last time i checked it was meant to be like for like how is that like for like and then add on top of that that one of those buildings has the laboratories for the council on there so the next question is how much will it cost to move those laboratories to another location all questions our mayor would obviously be able to answer for us i would suppose look he he probably is walking his dog around the jetty at the moment so maybe he could walk down here we've texted him to invite him down to have a chat Let's see whether he comes down or not. I'll even look, I'll even give him a free Norco milk. You got my fee in the morning!